All right, a very good Tuesday morning to you. It's capital and beyond all across the DMV and, well, everywhere via the always live and free Odyssey app. I am not Pedro Medhurst. I can only hope to be one day. I am the other half of this fine radio program. That would be Chris, a.k.a. The Rooster. Rusellini, along with Matt Essig on the other side of the glass. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, Matt Essig is with us on a Tuesday morning. Beautiful out there, isn't it? Sort of. I mean, as beautiful as you could ask for. For January 24th, commute in. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, it was a little frosty when you got into the car, for damn sure. Uh, But it wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Um, And as a result, I guess the commute wasn't as bad. Although I told Maddie, I drank an entire pot of coffee on my way in. I could have used that getting to the subway this morning. Uh, It was like, I don't know, it felt like it was 28 degrees on the walk that... Bitter, miserable, cold. But as soon as, I mean, I got here, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, you know, so so how long of a walk do you have from, uh, to to the Metro? It's just short of a mile Ooh. over in uh, Virginia. Ooh, so you walk from where? Your house? From my house or- to Ooh. the to the Metro. That is a healthy walk at, at 7, at 645-ish. I'll tell you what, it wakes you up, it gets you in the mood, and I mean, it's not always a good mood on days like today where right. it's bitter cold, but I can tell you by the time that I hit the Metro, mm-hmm. I was You're wide awake. awake. Okay. Now, I wouldn't describe today as bitter cold because the wind is not there. See, that's the big thing. Like, when people talk about cold, there's cold, right? It's cold. If it's sub-freezing, that's cold. If it's right around freezing, I think my car temperature just after 7 o'clock said 32 degrees, that's cold. That's not bitter cold, in my opinion. That's not freezing, in, even though it is freezing by the technical definition of the law, 32 degrees or sub-32 degrees, that's freezing. It's not freezing in my definition, in my warped mind. Bitter cold is like 21 with wind chill in my yeah, mind. Yeah, see, that's but that's the thing. Even 21, now that, again, that that's cold, really cold. I don't know if I would describe that as bitter cold, but maybe as I become more bitter and old in my life. You also spent jaded, too much time in Bul- bu- uh, Buffalo, Buffalo and yeah. Chicago. Seven, yeah, seven plus years in Buffalo, six years in Chicago. It's like if you eat too much hot stuff, all of a sudden you get used to it. You get used to it, right? You need more and more. Oh, absolutely. Or if you put too many condiments on your food, you don't taste it. Whereas a normal person tastes it. And they said, whoa, horsey, what are you doing? You don't need that. But anyway, to me, again, this morning was just cold. Not bitter cold, in my opinion. The wind is the ultimate just destroyer of all things, everything, if that makes any sense. The wind breaks me down into a puddle of goo. I I can't handle it anymore. Like, again, you mentioned, I went to Buffalo State University. Yes, I graduated from a university. 
just changed 30 years after I graduated. Love Buffalo. Buffalo State University, I used to walk around at this time of the year, six feet of snow in shorts when I was 20 years old. Obviously, I was a dum-dum. But your body, when you're younger, can handle a lot more. Now, your body creaks, hurts, you're in pain, just sucks to get out of the car every morning after sitting in traffic. When I get to the parking lot, I'm like, oh, get out of bed. Your back hurts. Everything hurts. Your feet hurt. Everything. But it hurts a little bit more when it's cold. And then it hurts a lot more when it's really cold or windy. That's the problem. Wind is the ultimate evil. Wind sucks for football. Wind sucks for the morning commute. Wind sucks in the winter, wind sucks in the summer, unless it's really hot, and then the wind is making it less really hot. See where I'm going? Or, and and there's a difference between wind and a nice breeze. A nice breeze is fine. A nice breeze is acceptable. Wind sucks. Wind and ice, bad combination. We've been lucky so far that we've just had cold for the most part, sometimes bitter cold, like right around Christmas, we had bitter cold. We have not even had horrible wind. So now that I've opened up the show with a half meteorology, half this is what we prefer to talk about rather than talk about ranking Dak Prescott among the quarterbacks in the NFL, and the fact that the Wizards are making trades that net them Tommy close your ears don't pay attention to your text I love you that net them two second round picks in 2038 and 2042 <laughs> how old will we be then uh well well I'll be dead you'll be no probably chance. in your 70s no chance by the way you you just Hi. I, I will say this too good morning uh yeah pray prayers to all those folks on the suitland parkway man a pretty rough looking accident airbags blown up all Ooh. over the place so my gps went from 15 minutes to 49 minutes oh to getting here wait a second i must have just missed that because that's the way i came in on the suitland parkway well they routed uh yeah they routed me um 495 or 295, and then oh, no. I come in off of exit four. Is that is that the Suitland Park? I thought it was the Suitland no. Park. Well, Wait, yes, no? yes, but you're getting on it. You Off of 295, you're getting on it six, five miles, four miles from where the accident was. Oh, okay. Back toward okay. my way. Okay, gotcha. So I actually turned around, started to go back for an alternate route, and then the GPS immediately changed again because they had relocated the cars finally. Because once, once an airbag blows up, you can't move the car on your own. You need a tow truck. Right, 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 right. So they had to relocate it to the right shoulder. Traffic started moving. Mm. So that was still the fastest route rather than going back to the beltway to the way you were talking about, 295, mm-hmm. yada, yada. I got but you. But with you talking about the weather the way you just did. Now, tomorrow mm-hmm. here is going to be 52 degrees. I have a game at Bucknell tomorrow night in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, where it's, it's scheduled to snow. Okay? There's snow in the forecast. Like Te- when? Tomorrow. No, no, no. I, like in the afternoon or at yes. night or on your way yes. home or yes. all of it? All of oh. the above. No. Okay. Oh. And now you just talking about wind and and ice and all that bad combination. I guarantee you've just jinxed me 
trying to drive home from that game. Wait, so you're going to do the show tomorrow? Yep. Till noon. Yep. Head out of here, Lurch Papa style, at 12.03. Mm-hmm. Get home. Yep. Maybe make a PB&J sandwich. Yeah, my kid's off tomorrow because, you know, they got their two-hour dismissal yesterday and today, and then she's off tomorrow. So go home, she, check on she's her. She's off tomorrow just because, because? Because school does these stupid things oh, in the oh, schedule. Oh, I know. So, yeah. I'm and well then uh, I'll jump in the car, go to Lewisburg, probably stop at some Skeeter's Barbecue, as I always do when we go to Bucknell. That's a... A uh, place about eight miles from the school that's awesome. So I'll go there for my pregame meal, and then so you you just you just sit down at Old Skeeters and 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 get unbelievable a sweet view tea. right get over the Susquehanna tea. River. Yeah, and and what do we order? Uh, usually, not, not Grandma's French toast. No, they don't have that there. Okay. Um, though barbecue and French toast would be an interesting combination. Somebody should come up with. I try. It's almost that. like chicken and waffles. Somebody should invent that. You know, well, again, another outstanding item that's underrated. Uh, on a breakfast oh, menu, somebody has already come up with that. Idea. Yeah, I thought we were. I, yeah, I thought, thought you were, we were ahead of the ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. Um, so looking forward to that uh, trip tomorrow night. Now that you've what completely do you get? ribs it. or brisket? Or? Uh, I usually get either brisket or uh, pulled pork. That a boy. Um, with uh, French fries, and it's got a spectacular view. I always sit on a window seat right over the Susquehanna River. I'll I'll text pictures tomorrow. Okay. If I get up there in time, that's the key. I got to get I got to get up there. What is that? Uh, in normally time. about a three hour trip or yeah. a three and a half hour yeah, trip? About three, little, little three, three and change. So you're gonna have to build in about four. But four I got to get around the Baltimore so. Beltway to 83 before the afternoon rush hour right. traffic starts. So right. Well, and also because of the weather, yeah. uh, and I've that- actually contemplated doing the show from home tomorrow so I can get a head start. Well, but you we'll see. Do that. I mean, we'll I, I mean, I can't make these decisions, but I'm, I'm giving here's, you my Here's blessing. the thing. Um, Mike Muscala played at Bucknell University. He's been in the NBA for 13 or 14 years. You could argue that Mike Muscala at times has had a more productive career and been much more available than Rui Hachimura has been for Tommy Shepard and the Washington Wizards. And I, I, I'm, I started to pull this up while I was driving this morning in traffic. We're getting to a point now where – and I, I know this is probably going to hurt Drab T-shirts feelings down the hallway, but we're getting to the point where these Gonzaga guys are getting kind of unreliable at the NBA level. Now, Rui went through some unscheduled pit stop things last year from a mental health perspective. Much respect for that. You can't predict that, but that cost him time. That cost him time. In the gym, it cost him time to be productive. It cost him time to get better. Mm-hmm. This this year again, you know the, the the you know when you when you need him, you need him. You needed him to be more of a significant contributor, and we've seen it in flashes. He gives you a couple of doses of a twenty pointer, a twenty seven pointer, knocking down four or five threes, and you go, "Hey, that's the guy we drafted." A thirty pointer the other yeah, night, right? That's what I'm saying. If you're Tommy, you're like, "Well, that's the guy that we that's the guy that we drafted." Now Tommy's getting raked over the coals here over the last you know 12, 13, 12 to eighteen hours because of the return for Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. Trust me, if Tommy's phone was ringing with people beating down his door for mm-hmm. more compensation than Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks. I promise you Tommy Shepard is going to trade him Correct. for more than that. The problem is the phone ain't ringing. It's not ringing off the hook. It's none ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
Okay? Nobody's calling up and saying, we're going to give you Jason Tatum for Rui Hachimura. All these people that have called this station and the fan over the last 12 hours. Oh, they had to get more. They had to get more. They weren't getting more. The player's not that good. Well, he's good at times. He's inconsistent but, but that's for what most saying. of the time. It's just like when people call up, uh, you know, and they want to, you know, they want they want to trade, you know, three AAA shortstops, mm-hmm. you know, for for Jacob Degrom. No, that's not how this works. Okay, now if you want to if you want to be disappointed, and you want to blame the organization for lack of development for the player, I, I guess that's on the table. Okay, but at the same time. You don't think those coaches, I mean, these are, again, I, my son's in the professional and college level. I know the hours that coaches put in trying to get guys better. Guess what? You can sit there and feed him the basketball for 400 shots over the next two hours. He may, that's just maybe the player that he is, Chris. That may be just who the player is. So, yes, you guessed wrong that Rui Hachimura would carry over the play at Gonzaga. Maybe you've guessed wrong that Corey Kispert would carry over as the same player. Look, there's a reason why Drew Timmy stayed at Gonzaga this year. Timmy! Drew Timmy's been at Gonzaga like 90 years. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe he's looking at some of the other Gonzaga guys going, you know what? Maybe maybe I should just camp out here for another year. Maybe mm-hmm. he's getting a little Spokane NIL up there. And you know what? That might be more money that he makes in the NBA one day. He may be looking like, look, if all my teammates who were great here mm-hmm. going to the league and uh, they're not getting it done, maybe maybe I should stay here for another year. So that would be my concern right now. And Tommy banked on a couple of Gonzaga guys who their collegiate tape, Chris, is good. Their collegiate production is good. They've gotten to the league and they have moments. Corey has moments where he hits shots from the outside. Mm-hmm. Rui able I mean look like you said when there's a 30 point game you're like all right this is the guy this is the guy that's going to help now here's the thing if you now that you've traded him and if you somehow do not get Kuzma to stay you've really hit the reset button around Bradley Beal again this is my worst fear but I guarantee you there are going to be plenty of people that sit here and say no 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 that that's what we should do we're already stuck mm-hmm. with Bradley Beal under this monstrous contract with a no-trade clause. There's no way we can get rid of him, which is not true. But we're already stuck with that. Why spend money on Kyle Kuzma? Hopefully, Kristaps Porzingis doesn't elect his player option for $35 million next year. Chooses free agency. Let him go. Let's try and do what the Sixers did for four years. Win nine games a year have 4,000 people in the stands, and hope, pray, pray that we get it right and those guys stay healthy. That's what there are a lot of people well, that want to do around here. Here's the other thing, too. Here's the other thing, too. Before the knee injury that cost him last season, just uh, and we're going to get a chance to see him up close and personal here. Kendrick Nunn... His rookie year was Mm -hmm. NBA All-Rookie in 1920 with the Heat. He Mm -hmm. started 67 games for the Heat. Correct. Okay? Started 67 games for the Heat. Scored 15 points a game. In year two, his three-point percentage went up from 35 to 38. His field goal percentage was darn near 60% from the field. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
And then the knee injury cost him last season. And when you're playing with the Lakers, you're just not going to get many shot attempts right. with the way that club is constructed right now. Wait, are you telling me there were like LeBron James and well, Russ Westbrook you had, and, and, right. and all yes. those guys like to shoot yes. the rock? Okay. They, they do like to have the ball in their hands. Yeah, gotcha. So I'm not saying none's going to come in here and be the first year Miami player because that's that's that that's still not who he is mm-hmm. when you watch the the minutes that he had with the Lakers. But if he can even remotely recapture that type of form, that's a guy that I still think could come in here and be a productive player for you. I do believe it frees some minutes up, I hope, for Jordan Goodwin as well because I thought Jordan was playing very well when called upon before some of these guys started coming back from injury. Because somebody's going to have to take some shots. Porzingis is off the floor now for, I would say, at minimum a week, uh, if not two. I mean, they'll be they'll be fortunate. So I mean, Brad, Brad, and soon. Kuzma are going to get most of the shots, but yep. you need somebody else. So it's going to free up some minutes and some shots for other people. Mm-hmm. So even if one of those guys can be more consistent, you know, you can't be twenty point Rui then zero point Rui. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that is where I think the team and perhaps. Perhaps he was uncomfortable here on the East Coast. I don't know. Maybe well, that plays into well, it. Well, also on, off the bench, right? I, I mean, Rui probably looks Who's at himself of, as though? a starter. Who, uh, not uh, a res- ahead of who? No, you're right. Is he better than but, Kyle Kuzma? No. no. That, and, but that's just the point. Like, Rui in his mind says, wait, wait a second. You don't want to make a long-term commitment to me at a fair number. And on top of that, you don't want to start me. I can't get normal, consistent minutes and therefore get into a normal, consistent game-to-game flow when I'm playing 18 minutes, when I'm playing 28 minutes, when I'm playing 22 minutes, when I don't know exactly when I'm coming in. It's hard to stay warm. It's hard to stay fresh. It's hard to know what to do, how to do it, what have you, in addition to some of the issues that you mentioned last year where cost them basically. Is there a general manager or, hell, is there a fan in the fan base? Okay, is there a fan in the fan base that would start Rui Hachimura ahead of Kyle Kuzma? Hell no. Is there? Would you start Rui Hachimura ahead of Chris Tapps Porzingis? Hell no. Bradley Beal? No. I mean, when Brad is healthy. Now we could get into a discussion of whether you would take Gafford off the floor, play Hachimura, play five out with maybe. Porzingis in the high post doing a lot of pick and roll. That's about the only, but then you're 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 compromised considerably on the defensive end mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. If you do that, mm-hmm. okay, with Monte Morris running the point, and they're already out that inconsistent five. enough on the defensive. Yeah, end. so so I don't understand where Rui and his. I mean, Rui's not better than Kyle Kuzma. He's not. No. So I mean, is I mean, Rui is Rui better than Denny Abdia? On the offensive end, yes. Not on the defensive end, right? No, absolutely not. So for a team that struggles to play consistent defense and when you have to make impending financial decisions. Now, again, I'll just say this. Whatever they got back, whatever uh, you know, whatever Kendrick Nunn turns out to be, uh, all, all I, like I made, I made a little fun. It was a joke. I, I know – the, the draft picks are in like 28 and 29. I mean, they are getting the one draft pick they got back for the Lakers in the Russell Westbrook trade. And all I, I got it. They're getting the Bulls second round pick. I, I understand. If, if they were – look, you cannot possibly sign Brad Beal to the monster contract that they did. Again, that was as much – as much – 
Like, we don't have a guaranteed other choice, meaning we could hit the implode button and trade Brad Beal at at the— Oh, wait a second. You couldn't trade Brad Beal at the deadline last year because he was injured! So you are not going to get anything for him in the summer. Nothing! So people wanted to walk away from Brad Beal instead of paying Brad Beal. Again, the system paid Brad Beal. The Wizards were just the guys signing the check. Blame the system, not Tommy and Ted. Could they have done something different? Maybe. A year and a half ago, they could have done something different. They didn't choose to do that. I understood at the time why they didn't do that. I get it. As it turns out, probably in hindsight, maybe they should have. But at that point, again, you're committing yourself to a complete reboot, a complete reload, and three years of winning 12 games a year. That's what you're committing yourself to. Uh, Go check out the Nationals this year. They're begging people to buy tickets and harassing them online to buy (laughs) tickets. In emails and phone calls, left and right. That's because, a strong word. Well, I'm just saying, because nobody is going to go to Nationals Park. I'm just being honest. Nobody cares about C.J. Abrams yet. Uh, he might turn out to be a great major league player. Nobody cares. People in this town want to see stars, and they want to see winning or highly entertaining product. That's it. They don't want to support a... They talk about it on Sports Talk Radio. Not on this show. They talk about it on Sports Talk Radio. They don't want to see it. They don't want to live it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to orchestrate it. Nobody wants to deal with a nine-win team for the next three years. So the whole notion of blowing it up and rebooting and all this stuff, crazy, 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 crazy. They have a team that is capable of winning and competing and making the playoffs, somehow, if they can stay healthy once again this year, maybe you could say that's a bad plan. Once again this year, they've been hurt by the injury bug, and now even more so with Porzingis out week to week. And to my point, by the way, about the Gonzaga guys before we take the break, 11, okay, 11 first-round picks out of Gonzaga. And outside of John Stockton, Okay, outside of John Stockton, who played a long time ago, who played a long time ago, exactly, was a great player, played with Carl Malone. Okay, none of these guys have turned into difference makers, yeah, like franchise guys. Remember when the who was it, Danny Suggs. Morrison or whatever his a- name Adam was? Morrison. Adam Morrison, Adam Morrison, number three pick overall. Yeah, that worked out well. Twenty minutes a game, seven point five points a game mm-hmm. in his NBA career. Right. Over three years. He was out of the league in three years. Yeah, this is harder than people realize. I mean, Rui Hachimura was the number nine selection overall. Jalen Suggs in 2021, the number five overall selection. He's getting 25 minutes a game right now. He's averaging 11 points. All right. But, you know, Demontis Sabonis uh, from 2016, the number 11 pick overall. He's averaging 14.8 points. He's getting almost 30 minutes a game. So it's a significant contributor, but not a franchise guy. Andrew Nemhart 
was the was a second round pick this past year, eight point four points. So for a second round pick, I guess you'd buy that. Corey hey, Kispert's getting twenty four minutes a game. What you're describing is contributors, right? Yeah, not, I mean, role players, not stars. Right. Dan Dickow played five years. Austin Day got five years. Zach Collins in seventeen, number ten overall selection. He's playing eighteen minutes a game. Brandon Clark. Number 21 overall pick in 2019. He's averaging 10.8 points a game and getting 21 minutes a game. So I mean, these guys are not these guys are not franchise changing players, and you're drafting them in the top 10 to be franchise altering guys, right. and and none of them are doing that. And that is part of the bigger picture, which we need to expand upon when we come back and take your calls 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Uh, do you hate the Rui move? Do you like the Rui move? Does it make sense? Are you willing to say, hey, this is a means to the end of getting Kyle Kuzma to stay here long term? And what's the downside scenario? We'll discuss it all with you at 301 230 All right, we'll get to your calls and more. Tommy Shepard trades Rui Hachimura. Is this the first of many moves? Or is this just one because you knew you weren't going to bring him back at the end of the season? Dial it up now, 301-230-0980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. If you're an NBA fan, certainly if you're a Wizards fan, I mean, I just went through the list of the Gonzaga guys, okay? I mean, Dan Dickow, first-round pick, 2002, played five years, played 15 minutes a game, 5.8 points, okay? Adam Morrison, we know, of course, famously, third overall, played three years in the league, played 161 games. You know, Kelly Olenek has managed a, a decent career, He's played 649 games. He was a 13th overall pick. 10.2 points, 22.4 minutes a game, and a guy that's been moved a few times in the league. But ultimately, you know, does the trust at some point now between NBA executives and the success they've seen of guys that have come from Gonzaga, does it start to does it start to be a concern a little bit? Because there's no question that Jalen Suggs, coming out of high school, was expected to, I mean, look, he top five, top five pick, and he had that rep coming out of high school. So, you know, uh, this is another guy, you know, it's, uh, have, they, have they missed on him? He's averaging 11 points uh, a ball game, but only 25 minutes. He's not a, he's not a 35 to 38 minute guy, and that's where your difference makers, your difference makers play. Mm-hmm. Brandon Clark. Good bench piece, you know, part-time starter, you know, in his third year, he's played 222 games in the league at 10.8 points and five rebounds a contest. I mean, here's the thing. You've gone over this whole list. None of these guys are great. None of them are great. Right now, they're just not great, right? Uh, That's basically how how I would look at it. So now now I'm going to draw the parallel. Mm -hmm. The Wizards... First-round picks, Rui Achimura included, Denny Avdia. Um, Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert. So far, Johnny Davis, 
Who was the kid that they drafted that was like 13 years old um, out of UNL? Not UNLV. Uh, he was out of Las Vegas. Thomas uh, Brown? No. Um, basically, the the he was designed to be the Otto Porter replacement. You know who I'm talking about. I can't remember his name. Oh, Troy uh, Brown? Troy Brown. Troy yeah. Brown. Not Thomas Brown. Uh, they, like, people say, wow, they haven't hit on these guys. Certainly, they have not hit on them. They've all had some moments. They all are decent to nice contributors, but they have not hit on any stars. Certainly, look, it takes a lot to get what happened in Milwaukee with Giannis at, what, the 14th pick overall? Mm -hmm. We understand that's not the the standard. But that is the – like, if you – like, I can criticize Tommy and Ted and the Wizards for a lot of things – or some things, that's one of the things that I would say they have not gotten enough contributions, enough consistency. They have not gotten even, never mind a star, they have not gotten a really good player, a really good player in any one of their recent drafts. That is one thing that I think is fair. Now, whether they will eventually turn into good players, who knows? Rui might go to Los Angeles, start, Get his contract extension, be on the West Coast, uh, be um, in a different situation and might feel the love and might be a consistent 18-point-per-game score. But it wasn't going to probably work here. I think we all know that after how many years? What is this? Is it fourth year, right? I think we all know that. So... I think when you run down this list of Gonzaga players and this, that, and the other thing, and and Tommy is bought into the Gonzaga, obviously Kispert, Rui, so on and so forth. But when he's not lo- the only guy. I'm just saying, Jalen. Right. I mean, so don't blame Tommy for going to the Gonzaga Express because other teams have done it no. with even higher picks than the Wizards, and it's burned them too. It's been a it's been a great college program. That's a lot of teams look for seasoned players. And you get a lot of seasoned players out of Gonzaga who play in big-time moments and big-time games. Now, they don't in the regular season as much. Like, if you're playing in the ACC or the SEC, you are playing a different level of competition night in, night out. Every single night. Right, as opposed to Gonzaga. But because Gonzaga has absolutely, under Mark Few, cranked up their their out-of-conference schedule, and obviously they've played into deep, deep into NCAA tournaments, except for the year that Arkansas knocked them off, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, uh, <clears throat> in the Sweet 16 round. But anyway, because of that, it's leveled the playing field a little bit. But, Pete, we all know this. In every sport, baseball, hockey, football, basketball, there is a major step up from college or from the minor leagues to the professional league. And then once you make it to the big show, whatever the big show is, there is a huge step up from, hey, I'm going to ruin you to death. And what do I mean by that? I, let me give you, again, when I say ruin you to death, I'm going to give you Rui's last three games in Washington against the Warriors on Martin Luther King Monday. Seven of nine, 16 points in 26 minutes. Two nights later at Madison Square Garden, in a win, by the way, for the Wizards. 20 minutes, no points, 0 for 7, 0 for 6 from three-point land. One rebound, one assist. 
against the Magic on Saturday night. A, a, a better team than they have been, but still not a great team by any stretch. 13 of 22, 30 points in 30 minutes, five rebounds, no assists, two blocks. Again, that might be better than most of those guys you just mentioned, but the biggest part of the problem that the Wizards have had The biggest part of the problem that the Gonzaga guys have probably had is, again, getting that I don't need Rui to score 30 points a game. I need Rui to score 15 points a game. Every game. Right. That's what I need. If I'm going to give you 25 minutes, I need 15 or 16 points. I need five or six rebounds, four or five rebounds, and I need a couple of assists, and I need you to be competent on defense. Every game. Every game. If you give me that, I can justify paying you on a longer-term deal. But I can't do that if basically you're up, down, up, down, all over the place. And there's a reason why you're on the bench. To your point, not better than Kuzma, not better than Porzingis, not better than Beal. I mean, obviously he's not a point guard. Where the hell is he going to play? Yeah. I mean, think about this. I mean, you go back through the years, and with even though he's – played I think for like three teams now you know one of the one of their best draft selections was a second rounder they traded right away to the Lakers and Jordan Clarkson he had, he's averaged 15.8 points in his NBA uh, career did you know let me give you a little little stat little fact F-A-C-T capital letters okay since 1980 and I'm just going back to 1980 one one Wizards draft selection. One since 1980 has a averaged over 20 points a game for his career in the NBA. Who is that? Beal. Beal. Right. That's it. So for all of you that still want to, you know, get after Beal, Brad has produced for this franchise at a level no one else has. That was an original Wizards draft pick. Remember, mm-hmm. Elvin was brought here via trade. Uh, you'd have to go back to Wes, yeah. probably, as an original draft pick uh, for a guy that produced significantly for this franchise at 20-plus a game. John Wall obviously gave you almost nine assists right. uh, per game. So that's that's that John John fits the bill, even though his scoring average was right. 18.9. As, diamond, as dynamic but off I'm the dribble saying, and as a playmaker saying, he was, he was never a great shooter. Altering players, one guy since 1980 has averaged more than 20 points a game in his NBA career, and that's Bradley Beal. Well, that explains why they haven't won or come close, really, to a championship since 78, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, look, the, the the closest they've come was John and Brad a couple yeah. of years ago when they went to Game 7 in Boston with a shot uh, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, the the, the, the proof is in the receipts. The receipts tell the story. You know, and that's that it's not hard to figure out why those of us that love this franchise and have loved this franchise uh, since they were the Bullets and won the championship, you know, as an eight year old sitting on the aisle seat, eight rows off the floor because my mom worked there. I had unbelievable 1978 playoff run. I saw the Spurs. I saw the Sixers. I saw the Sonics, you know, and I saw Washington beat them all. We, we just want to get that taste back. We just want to find that flavor, you know? We don't want to be trailing the Indiana Pacers. Told you Benedict Matterin was going to be a good draft pick for them and and really help them, and he's doing that so far this season. 
But remember, they were a franchise at the start of the year that would get. They were talking about trading everybody. Now all of a sudden they're in the Eastern Conference playoff race. Now, well, we're going to play this out and see what happens for right now. 301-230-0980. Rooster tells us what's trending. All right, so as we open up, Rui Achimura on his way to Los Angeles for a package of picks and guard Kendrick Nunn. Wiz in Dallas tonight, start of a five-game road trip. They've won two in a row. It's all yours right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Coverage at 8.15, tip just after 8.30. The Commanders, meanwhile, according to John Keim and now other reporters, interviewing Rams assistant head coach, tight ends coach Thomas Brown today. Uh, that's five core, uh, candidates interviewed for the offensive coordinator position. Albert Breer of SI reported yesterday that the name he consistently hears from sources around the league is Ken Zampezi, the current quarterbacks coach who's already interviewed. No Bill O'Brien, not that there was really any chance. He's heading back to the Patriots, leaving Alabama. Of course, he was one time before becoming the Penn State head coach and the Penn Houston Texans head coach. He was one time Tom Brady's offensive coordinator with New England, so he is leaving Alabama and heading back there and citing unfinished business, a worst nightmare scenario if you are a Commanders fan. Los Angeles Angels owner Artie Moreno has decided, nope, not going to sell the team. Change of heart, not going to sell the team. Again, worst case scenario if something were to happen along those lines when it came to Commander land, and that's what's trending. You know, researching this stuff, people would be shocked to know that the NBA at one point in the 80s had a 10-round NBA draft. Now, remember, you only carry 15, okay? And I am i don't think contracts were as guaranteed then as they are now, obviously. But, I mean, you look at back then, their pick, I mean, one draft in 1979 they did have a first-round pick, obviously, because they were you know, making deals at that time for guys like Dandridge, um, Charles Johnson. So, But none of the people they picked in 1979, just out of curiosity, none of the people they picked in the 1979 draft played a minute in the NBA. I mean, it was a total whiff on everybody. Um, so it, it just goes to show you how hit or miss some of this stuff is. But, I mean, like 19, 1985, they picked Kenny Green and Manute Bowl. Just, you know, Manute played 624 games in the NBA. Played 624 games, Chris. 2.6 points a game, 4.2 rebounds. You know, they once, they, they once drafted. He wasn't there for his offense. No, they, they once drafted current TCU head coach Jamie Dixon back in 1987 as a number, as a seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. But then you go through the years. I mean, Googs was uh, okay, 13.7 rebounds a game. But he was the number six overall selection. That guy's got to get you closer to 18, 19 points a game and seven rebounds a, a contest. Shot 28% from the three-point land. Yeah. You know I mean? And just, I mean, here, here's the thing. We can go through LeBron the annals of history. Smith, it, it has Calvin just not. Calvin Chaney, Juwan Howard, yeah. Rasheed Wallace. It's just not been good enough, period. I mean, it's all there is to it. And like I said, like I said, when they when they got the one one overall, which you know they did twice in a ten year period, 
One was Kwame, who played 607 games in the league. But obviously was never a difference maker. And then John. You know, John was terrific. John, 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 John gave you everything I think John had to give you. He was who he was as a shooter and still found a way to get to the rim yep. and was a willing defensive rebounder and certainly was excellent at facilitating offense. It's still in his career, even though the minutes have gone down a little bit over the last couple of years, still a nine assist per game for his NBA career. Listen, it, it, again, you could say this. In summation, it's been nowhere near good enough. And, and we love Tommy. It hasn't been good enough yet under Tommy either. And, and they've Period. had they've they need had, much more consistent production. Since 2010, Chris, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks in the top ten. Mm. You Look. should be seeing some better results from that. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, who, you know, like everybody's going to blame Tommy and Ted and whoever the coach has been, Scott Brooks, Wes Unsell, whatever. Uh, you know, some of it is on the players. Some of it is on the. I, I mean, in, in my opinion, a, in my opinion, a lot of it is on the players. So, all right, you got the names. I can't. Yep. I don't, they're not on my all list. Right, let's so go, go ahead. Uh, to. Wait, what? Oh, okay. All right, so Matt's going to get uh, you guys screened in. We're going to try and get to a couple of calls here uh, real quickly before we make the turn at 10 o'clock. Then we'll probably get back into the Wizards uh, in the 11 o'clock hour uh, as well. Here, l- Let me just double down on this. Again, we can sit here and scream about the lack of development, consistency, all that. All of that is true. Pete, here's the one thing. I said to you that last week when the report first came out in The Athletic from Shams Charania about Rui going to a West Coast team, they didn't identify the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers were thought to be one of those teams. It turns out that it's the Lakers. They can do whatever they want. I'm sure Rui's going to turn into an 18-point-per-game consistent score, all that stuff. Great. Congratulations. Good luck. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Here's the one thing that I want to know. Here's the one thing that I need to know. And I mentioned this to you last week. Okay, when we talked about this, I can't have Rui and Kyle Kuzma get traded in the same cycle here, meaning pre-deadline. I can't have all of that three-point shooting, all of that wing shooting for a team that in a league that emphasizes the three-point game and the outside shot, I Rui was inconsistent, but one thing that Rui has improved over the last couple of years is his three-point shooting last Wednesday night aside at the Garden when he was throwing up bagels. The one thing he has done is improve in that area consistently, almost for the most part. And Kuzma can obviously do everything but an area that he absolutely can help this team and kill opponents is his three-point shooting from a variety of different angles and distances. We've seen it all. All you have, Again, all you have to do is watch that, that Wednesday night game against the Knicks, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't have Kuzma and Rui in the same cycle. Yeah, but this league, gone. Chris, in this league, though, now you have no choice. If a dude says he's not going to play for you, this is where the NBA has gotten you know silly, is uh, if a player says he doesn't want to be here, you have no choice. You either trade him or you lose him for nothing. Uh, and that's I, why people are disenchanted with the product. I, 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 underst- I understand that. Um, Let's go to Rudy and I, DC. I mean, Let's get I a mean, call in ho- before we Hopefully you can convince Kuzma that when things are right, this is a good place for him. Let's go to Rudy in, uh, in DC. What's up, Rudy? 
Hey, hey, good morning. What's up, Rudy? So, uh, I, I really don't like the trade. Hello? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I really don't like the trade. You know, you're trading, uh, like you said, he was drafted as the ninth pick. He's finally coming into to doing something for the team. But, the you know, the team has constructed, you know, we 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 uh, get uh, Porzingis get Porzingis in. He's not a rim protector. He, you know, even though he's seven foot three, you know, all the team does is try to do offense. Uh, West Unsell should have been uh, put um, um, uh, Gafford in there, you know, to to at least give us some defense. He should have been went to that at the beginning of the season. And, and made this a better team. Well, but you you got to be careful, but yeah, but you got to be careful with Gafford though. He's constant. I mean, he gets into a lot of foul trouble, and you can't ask him to play thirty-two minutes a game. I don't think to get the real effectiveness out of him. That's just my opinion. I believe that. All right, I believe that. But you know, I I just think that we don't play enough defense to get you know, and in the NBA, we don't play enough defense to get get the job done. Okay, I, I'll get off. The Appreciate line. you, Rudy. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Look, Rudy. We're here. We're gonna we're gonna hold this over. We're gonna take another segment of calls, and then we'll we'll do okay. move to the football at ten twenty because we got no, a number of people on the line. We want to get your opinions here on something different than the commanders. It's nice to have some response to a different topic here. So we're gonna stay with it. Keep you engaged. Keep you locked in right here, right now. So we'll get to the rest of your calls. If you want to chime in on this deal and obviously the direction of the Wizards, let's do it. 301-230-0980 right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.